Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, last preview of the season. It is the National Championship Game Preview. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Clemson generally finds themselves in this game more often than not. This is now the second year in a row, third time in the last four years. And Joey, like we mentioned on the last podcast, we've done these things for four years now, right? We've recorded a ton of podcasts in our time here, Joey, and we have at least talked about Clemson in the playoff at the very least all four years. And now for the third time, we're talking about them playing for another national championship. Yep. And I don't really know when the next time would possibly be that we will be talking about Clemson, not in the playoff or, you know, for some reason, some aspect in the national championship, but um, that's neither here nor there. We got to talk about this year before we uh, get too ahead of ourselves here. Um, so, Mike, without further ado, the f- final game of the 2019 college football season is the 2020 National Championship game? That, I, yep. I, bef- yeah. Before we go any further, that, that always bothers me. Like, Confuses me every year. I don't, yeah, I don't ever know which game we're talking about. It's like, okay, but it's, it's the 2019 season, the 2020 National... Anyways, the 2020 College Football Playoff National Championship game presented by AT&T where our number three Clemson Tigers are a six-point underdog to the number one Louisiana State Tigers. This is 8 o'clock on ESPN, Monday, January the 13th. Um, Total is 69.5. This game is being played in the Superdome of New Orleans, Mike. Does that, first of all, let's start there. Does that seem meaningful to you in this game? If it was almost any other school other than Clemson, save for like, Notre Dame or Ohio State, um, I, I would say, yes, it's meaningful. But Clemson travels really well. I don't really think it's all that meaningful. And maybe I'll turn out to be wrong, but Clemson fans will pay to be in that national championship, Joey. They'll they'll pay to be there. They will. Um, and I, let me. Okay, so I told you in the, on the last uh, the the bowl recap that I had a little spoiler. I knew who was going to win the national championship, Mike. And you pretty quickly deciphered my attempt at a joke by saying, yes, the Tigers are going to win the national championship. Um, yes, the Clemson Tigers versus the LSU Tigers. Ha, ha, ha. We all had a good time. It was very funny. Got them out of the way. <laughs> but, Mike, there, there is another element here that I, I don't think everybody really realizes and hasn't really gotten a lot of run this week as I've started hearing discussions of uh, this national championship game. Um, LSU, do you know how many national championships LSU's football program has won? in history one uh three they've won three of them uh, three so they won in 1958 and then they won in 2003 under nick saban and in 2007 under les miles uh, mike the the national championship winning games that they've played do you know where they were 
Oh, no. Don't tell me Louisiana, Joey. Uh, not just Louisiana, Mike. New Orleans, New Orleans, and New Orleans. All three times. Yes. Now, the last time that LSU played for a national championship in New Orleans, they didn't really get past the 50-yard line, and that was against a really good Alabama team. It was a rematch. It was one of the worst national championship games we've ever seen, and it was really the thing that kind of opened the floodgates, I think, for this whole playoff thing to, to come into being. But for what it's worth... When I say that there is a little bit of this voodoo there, and, and I use that term partially because it's New Orleans, but partially just, you know, in what it is, LSU historically has won all of their national titles in New Orleans, two of the three in this building. So, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a little bit of history to repeat itself, I think that's worth uh, keeping in consideration here. I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> The 1958 championship was won at Tulane Stadium back when that was a thing. Um, they they yeah, eventually please, got... cut, please cut me a little bit of slack for the not knowing about the <laughs> 1958 national championship. I always forget about the 2003 championship with Saban. Always forget about it. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you for the 58 one. Um, I, I was had to had to look that one up. But in any case, so I, I think that's worth considering just in terms of a like it's it's meant to be kind of standpoint. Um, and we'll come back to that here in a little bit. Let's let's talk about this game from a little more of a tactical standpoint. So LSU coming off of an absolute obliteration of Oklahoma in the uh, Peach Bowl or the Chick-fil-A Bowl on, uh, what, I guess that Saturday earlier in the day before Clemson beat Ohio State. Um, LSU really has not played what I would really consider much of any sort of competitive game since they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa in early November. Um, they, they turned around and, and the game against Ole Miss is going to look a little bit competitive because, you know, in garbage time it was, but it was never really within arm's length. And then from there, beat the snot out of Arkansas, beat the snot out of Texas A&M, beat the snot out of Georgia, and then beat the snot out of Oklahoma. Um, LSU has just been absolutely wrecking people. They've been playing extremely confident, but they've also... The closest thing they've had to a challenge was that Georgia game, but we also knew going in that Georgia basically didn't have any answers on offense that could keep up if LSU started scoring. And next thing you know, they did, and the floodgates were opened. Yeah, I mean, you talk about that Georgia game and the SEC championship game, and, you know, LSU, and this is kind of what they've done to everybody. Every time you think a game's going to be competitive, and it is for a little bit against LSU, they step on your throat. They make a big play, an explosive play. Burrow hits a Burrow hits Jefferson for a huge gain. Clyde Edwards Alaire takes off down the sideline for like a forty five or fifty yard touchdown run. Like they are so explosive on offense that if you rest on your laurels just for one second, you better hope that you have the offense to counter. And Alabama did have the offense to counter for a little bit, but Alabama's defense this year was so, so bad that once LSU got a couple scores up, that game was over unless LSU was going to turn the football over. And Joe Burrow, to his credit, hasn't done a whole lot of that this year. No. No, absolutely not. And and neither of these quarterbacks really has. Um, Both of them have been exceptional at taking care of the ball. Um, I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown an interception since, what, we can look this up real quick. It's, it's, oh, it's been, been a minute. Yeah, it's been like a couple months at least, I think, since Trevor Lawrence has thrown a pick, um, which is pretty ridiculous. Uh, last He threw two interceptions at Louisville, and that was on October 19th. Since then, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, three, four, two. No picks in any of those games in, in what, seven games? Um, he has been absolutely phenomenal. 
And in the same way, so is Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow wins the Heisman. He's got 55 touchdown passes. He doesn't turn the football over. He's got one of the greatest statistical seasons by a quarterback in college football history. Nothing but good things to say about this quarterback matchup. Absolutely. And that was one of the things I was thinking about coming into this game, Mike, was if you had to pick for your team only one of these two quarterbacks to have on your team, for you know, make it in a one-game scenario, make it for one season, whatever you want, like – which one are you going with? Right. Yeah. No, which one are you going with? And I mean, Trevor Lawrence was so good as a freshman last year, but he was only scratching the surface and he got off to a slow start this year, but then he's been unbelievable since then. Joe Burrow, obviously was, he was good last year for LSU, no doubt. But you know, once LSU, all of a sudden, you know, Ed Orgeron brings in uh, Joe Brady, that was very significant because all of a sudden there is an offense that is tailored perfectly for Joe Burrow and his strengths and he's a very accurate passer of the football Joey he mm-hmm. you know he makes the right decisions time and time again he doesn't turn the football over it's so cliche but he's a coach's kid <laughs> right <laughs> like his his dad was a defensive coordinator at Ohio University for a really really long time and you know he retired at the end of last year so he'd come to all of Joe's games this senior year which is a really really cool story as well mm-hmm. but you think that you know his dad coaching defense and Joe Burrow playing offense. I think that's one of those things that can only help you in your development as you're growing up. Uh, he is clearly, 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 clearly a smart football player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's to a T. Um, you don't see Joe Burrow even last year, where obviously he had a good year, but not a not a year like this. This has been unbelievable this year. Uh, even last year, he wasn't making a lot of stupid decisions throwing the football right and. He was a four-star quarterback for a reason coming out of high school, and he got a scholarship to Ohio State for a reason and transfers to LSU. He wins a starting job, and the rest is history. And, I mean, I could find no better way for him to cap off a collegiate career than winning a national championship in this final game right after winning the Heisman. And, look, if LSU wins this national championship and Joe Burrow has a great game, this is potentially the greatest single season by a college football quarterback in history. Um, just by statistics, by who he's played and how he's done it and how explosive this offense has looked, uh, this could be the cherry on top for Joe Burrow and LSU. Yeah, absolutely it could be. Um, I, so let's, let's I want to break this down just a little bit and, and let's start maybe when, uh, when LSU has the ball because I think this is the, the real matchup to watch here. Um, you have LSU, you know, looking at the SP plus numbers, LSU with their number one overall offense, uh, Clemson with the number three overall defense, depending on what you look at Clemson's defense, actually not the highest ranked that LSU has played. Um, Georgia was a a higher ranked defense and, and they were able to give LSU trouble at times. And, there's been a couple of games this year where LSU has has struggled to score a little bit. Um, where they haven't quite gotten into the 40s is what I mean, Mike. Um, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, they scored 36 against Mississippi State. They scored 23 against Auburn, uh, and they scored 37 against Georgia. And in those games, Mike, I think that there's, there's a couple of keys here, and, and Clemson's defense, I think, is capable of doing this. I think the biggest thing is going to be getting after Joe Burrow. Um, if there is a little bit of a crack in the armor of LSU's offense, it is their their offensive line is not impenetrable. Um, 
The, their sack rate is, you know, it's it's pretty good, but it's not awesome, um, especially with the volume of, of uh, passes that they're they're coming out with. One of the things I think you saw, especially against Georgia, was that their their pass rush was able to get near Joe Burrow. They had an absolute hell of a time actually getting home and actually wrapping him up and, and not letting him escape. Joe Burrow, for all the praise that he gets as a passer, is quite mobile, and he can beat you in the, in the run game as well. Um, th- there's not going to be a lot of designed runs for him, but as mobile as you think Trevor Lawrence is, Joe Burrow's right there. Like He can move. And, and you remember that he was recruited originally and, and went to Ohio State that was the Ohio State offense under Urban Meyer and such. They weren't they weren't running, you know, pure pro style quarterbacks out there. They were getting the quarterback involved in the run game. He can do that. And so, to me, one of the huge things here is going to be Clemson is going to have to do some things on defense to try to confuse LSU's offensive line and get to Joe Burrow and not just get near him. You've actually got to get home when you get to him. Do not let him get away. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think the key to getting home to Joe Burrow is to get LSU number one behind the sticks, mm-hmm. which which means stopping the run with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's been really, really good this year for LSU. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't quite healthy for the semifinal. Uh, that didn't matter. He played, what was it, seven or eight snaps in that game, Joe. He's battling a hamstring injury, but mm-hmm. by all accounts, he's going to be full go for the national championship game. And he's been outstanding for LSU at the running back position all year. Clemson's defense cannot get off to the start that it got off to against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, Stopping the run was a real issue for Clemson in the first half. J.K. Dobbins broke off a couple of really long runs, including a long touchdown run early in the game, and it really put Clemson behind the eight ball. If Clemson falls behind two touchdowns in this football game, it might be over, Joey, with the way that LSU can score. Mm -hmm. Clemson really needs to get off to a better start defensively, especially when they stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feeds into your point about getting home to Joe Burrow. Joey, Clemson's defense is really good, and Brett Venables has done a great job of creating exotic blitzing looks, right? So, you know, in the first half against Ohio State, Clemson's pass rush wasn't able to get home quite as much as they were able to get home in the second half when they made some of their adjustments. And, you know, part of it was J.K. Dobbins got hurt in that game, and Clemson was able to, to stimmy the run a bit better in the second half. And they were able to get home with some of the blitzes that they they were able to draw up. I, I do think stopping the run is really pivotal for Clemson, especially early in this football game, to get LSU in uncomfortable situations offensively, because there haven't really been that many of those this year for mm-hmm. LSU's offense. Uh, Steve Ensminger and Joe Brady have done an excellent job drawing up the plays, both in the run and the passing game for LSU. And I think Clemson is up against it, certainly, uh, facing the nation's top offense. But like you mentioned, the offensive line is good, not great. And if they are able to stop the run in this game, they being Clemson, um, I do think they have a chance to to get home a couple times for Joe Burrow. And if they're able to force just a handful of punts in this game and they're able to get on the scoreboard offensively that that's the recipe right it's Mm -hmm. just make a few stops against this lsu offense because that might be all it takes we'll get into lsu's defense here in a minute joey but clemson should be able to score on this unit i mean Mm -hmm. this is an impossible defense to score against um and and i think if clemson is just able to get a handful of stops against this awesome awesome lsu offense i think they'll have a really good chance to win this football game i tend to agree um i (sighs) 
One of the things I, I think is, is a question here that really, I, I don't know that we necessarily really know the answer to one way or the other right now. And I think we're really going to just have to find out come game time. Do you think, Mike, that Clemson has the dudes in the secondary to run with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and all these guys that LSU... That, that's the thing is that LSU has not done this just with like one dominant receiver. I mean, Chase, Jefferson, and Marshall. And then you throw in the tight end, Thaddeus Moss. He's Randy Moss's kid, by the way. Um, and then, you know, you've also started to have Clyde Edwards-Alaire the last second half of the season. He's coming out of the backfield catching a bunch of passes and like... That ball is going to go to everybody in this game. And, and my question is whether Clemson has enough dudes on the back end to run with those guys, keep them, keep them under wraps to a certain degree, and make things tough for, for Burrow and the offense. And, and Clemson's secondary is just about as good as they come. I mean, from a, both a talent and a coaching standpoint. And yet, I still don't know if that's enough. Yeah, I'm not sure it's enough either. And, you know, Clemson has rebranded their defense this year. And we've talked about this several times, Joey, where, you know, the front seven might not necessarily be as good as it's been the last few years just because they have a lot of youth up front. They don't have mm-hmm. as much depth as they had, obviously, when they're running out essentially, you know, two sets of NFL draft picks on the defensive line. And they were just basically hockey subbing them in and out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really have that luxury this year, so they've kind of rebranded themselves. And, you know, they've been leaning on Kayvon Wallace and Isaiah Simmons and the guys at the back end of the defense really hold things down for them. But like you mentioned, as good as Clemson's defense has been, as good as Clemson's secondary has been, we don't really know the answer. Uh, you know, Clemson, the first time they faced a receiving core that's that's even sniffed that of LSU, uh, was in the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio State. Like Clemson has not faced an offense with that many dudes at wide receiver, yeah. to your point. And it's going to be really interesting to see the chess match here uh, uh, next Monday night because I just really wonder if this is a situation that Clemson can consistently win. And uh, look, I mean, that's they're going to have to get off the field, right? And either the pass rush is going to have to get home or the secondary is going to have to be lights out. And with the way this LSU offense has been clicking, I think if you're a Clemson fan, you're hoping that the pass rush gets home because as good as the secondary has been for Clemson, you can only cover for so long against these athletes that LSU has at wide receiver. Yeah, and to that point too, you know the the, the pass rush getting home. There's a little there's a little caveat on that too that you you need the pass rush to get home only about five guys blitzing because if you're sitting there yeah. sending like zero blitzes at Joe Burrow, he's gonna know where the hot man is, where to go. And then you're trying to tackle all these guys with like one-on-one type tackling situations in the open field. That's not a good set either. So you got to figure out a way to get pressure with like four or five here, I think to, to really have a chance at, at, you know, consistently causing them issues. Yeah. I mean, if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm not loving the idea of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase being one-on-one all game long Mm -hmm. with Clemson secondary as good as Clemson secondary has been this year. I don't love my chances if it's going to be like a cover zero game and Clemson is going to have to bring six, seven, eight guys at Joe Burrow. Yeah. They won't send eight. They won't even send seven. This is going to be four man rush. Hope to get home an occasional fifth or sixth guy bringing the heat on third down when you absolutely need to stop. And you just hope that Joe Burrow doesn't beat you. The problem is he's beat everybody this year. So that yeah. that's what Clemson is up against. It's not going to be easy. Yep. Um, it, it's really not. Definitely not. 
Um, let's flip over to the other side of the ball, Mike. Um, and, and let's talk about, and actually, sorry, sorry. One more thing about Clemson's defense before we move on. I am thoroughly curious to see how Brent Venables decides to use Isaiah Simmons in this game. Yep. Because we have seen that he has the physical tools to do just about anything on defense that you want him to do. Um, he can play coverage. He can go get the quarterback. He can stop the run. He can do all that stuff. He, you might almost find a way to use him as like a third corner or something like that. He, I think he has the speed and the athleticism to do that. It's just a matter of what do you think is the best use of his talents. Yeah, I, I agree with that because you can line him up all over the field. I mean, he can play corner, safety, linebacker. You know, he's played in the nickel. Uh, you know, he's been a slot corner. He's, you know, they, they've yeah. kind of had him use as like a stand-up defensive end sort of where he's kind of just like an extra pass rusher. I mean, you can line him up almost anywhere because he's so athletic, but he's only one guy. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use him, that's for sure. But he's he's only one of 11 there on that defensive side of the ball. And I'm... I'm wondering who else steps up outside of Isaiah Simmons to give Clemson a real chance to win this game. I am absolutely fascinated at Joe Brady versus Brent Venables. I think that is going to be me too. wonderful television to watch. It, it is. All right, let's move into the other side of the ball. Uh, Clemson with the number six offense against LSU and their number 19 defense. Now, I will start by saying that number 19 defense has been, you know, that that is an improved rating that they've got since about mid-year. Um they, they have improved. They, they are better than they were to start the year, really, for the first half of the year. So I, I, I agree with what you said earlier, Mike. Clemson is going to be able to get their points against this defense. They, they are not impenetrable, um, but they do also have ways of causing you a lot of problems. Um, in particular, LSU's got a couple of guys in the secondary, uh, Grant Stingley as well, or sorry, Grant Delpit and Derek Stingley, um, safety and a cornerback that, I, I think they could really cause some issues in the Clemson passing game. Um, but I also think that Clemson will be able to move the ball to a certain degree. I, I think that ultimately that's my opinion. I think Clemson's going to get their points. It's just a matter of, of how many it's going to be in a lot of ways. It's how many points is Clemson going to score, mm-hmm. right? And how many do they need to score, more importantly? Because this entire game is going to be won and lost on – the back of Brent Venables and his defense and they need to make stops. And on the flip side, I'm not worried as much nearly as much about Trevor Lawrence and the offense of Clemson moving the football on this LSU defense as you know, and LSU's defense hasn't been as good as their offense this year. Their offense has been historic. Their defense has been good. It's all relative. When you're playing for a national championship, you got there for a reason. Like you have a good defense still. But Clemson can move the ball on it, that's for sure. And you're uh, this is what we're dealing with in this game. We have two elite offenses, one that's a bit more explosive than the other, right, in, in LSU, just given the track record and what they've done this year. But Clemson's explosive as well, right? And Travis Etienne is better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in my opinion. Um, Trevor Lawrence is every bit as good as Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let the one-year sample size fool you. As excellent as Joe Burrow has been this year. Um, and he's a Heisman winner, and he's phenomenal. Trevor Lawrence is every bit as good as Joe Burrow, and Clemson's got receivers just like LSU does. LSU's explosiveness is kind of what has set them apart in the SEC, and I'm wondering this, you know, going into this game, if you know the same is going to hold true against, you know, a very tough defense that they have to play. The Georgia, like you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, the the Georgia matchup is a pretty good comp. 
on one side of the football, but offensively, Clemson's offense is much, much better than Georgia's offense, right? Yeah. So if LSU is able to move the ball and score on Clemson's defense, which I do anticipate them doing, how does Clemson fight back, right? And, and how do they punch back? And, you know, it got to a point where we knew Georgia wasn't going to punch back. We knew Alabama wasn't going to be able to punch back because their defense wasn't going to get any stops, right? But now you have kind of the best of both worlds. You have a defense in Clemson that certainly can get some stops against an LSU offense. And you have a Clemson offense that can score against LSU and can score with LSU, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's I don't I'm with you. I don't anticipate Clemson having trouble scoring. I think ETN will have a good game if they get him going. I think that'll be key. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, if they need to rely on him and, and you know put the team and the offense on his back, he's already proven multiple times he can do that, whether it be last year's national championship game or the Fiesta Bowl two weeks ago. Uh, yep. You know that Trevor Lawrence is more than capable as a sophomore of carrying the load um, and putting everybody on his shoulders and having his arm go in the football game. And we know that he's able to do that. So, yeah, I think Clemson will score on LSU's defense. And I think LSU, it's, it's the same sort of chess match with Dave Aranda, um, against you know Tony Elliott and Jeff Scott and you know how is LSU's defense going to attack these Clemson playmakers offensively on the outside because that's going to be a really really fun matchup to watch with their secondary against Clemson's receivers. Absolutely, um, I, I fully expect to see Clemson empty the playbook here. Um, Have to. They are going to do anything and everything they've got to do to get the ball down the field and score some points. Um, one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I think is really key here is that Clemson needs to get off to a pretty quick start here. Um, we have seen some games in recent years where Clemson has gone up against, you know, gone onto these big stages. They've gone up against elite competition, and they are a little bit slow out of the gate, at least offensively. And and yep. that is a spot that they just cannot afford to be in this year. LSU doesn't start slow. No, no. Ever. And, yeah, Clemson has to start fast, and I think even over the course of the first half, like in, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it, like if Clemson hasn't scored, I don't know, 17 points by halftime, they're probably in trouble. Yeah. Even I, as good as their defense is. I agree. I mean, you think about Clemson's offense even last year. I mean, everybody remembers how exciting the offense was in the national championship where they were scoring at will against Alabama, but... Clemson won the Cotton Bowl before that against Notre Dame in the semifinal by a final score of 30 to 3. Mm -hmm. How long was that game 3 to nothing? I mean, Clemson's offense did not get off to the fastest start last year in that Cotton Bowl. Notre Dame just literally could not move the football. Yeah. Clemson can't afford a start like that. I mean, we know what they're capable of, and, and they showed it not only in that Cotton Bowl, but also in the Fiesta Bowl when they got off to a slow start offensively, they were able to storm back. There is no storming back against this LSU team. Yeah, I don't There's think not. so. Because they can score too, they score too much. Yeah, and if you get down by a couple scores, you really need a turnover. Then at that point, which LSU doesn't turn the ball over that much, you need a big special teams play. You need something that's—I don't want to call it totally unlikely, but something that's less likely to happen to go your way. Then, yeah, uh, in order to get yourself back in the game. And that was one of the other things I was going to mention that I, I think one of the few things that I think Clemson's offense definitely does a better job of than LSU's does is they can change up their pacing. Clemson can play fast. They can play slow. They can do what they need to do. So if they get to a, yeah, like a, a two score lead, they can run the ball. They can bleed the clock. They can take the air out of the building and really suck the life out of the game. 
LSU isn't going to do that for better or right. worse, you know. And, and in a lot of cases, like you said, I mean, they're they're going to just keep scoring, and and next thing you know, it's it's a blowout. But at least it does open up the opportunity. You get a turnover, you get a quick three and out, and now you've only taken you know forty five seconds off the clock. Like so, there there is, I think, that element at play. If if one of these teams starts to get separation. Clemson, you feel better about them retaining their separation on a certain level than, again, on another level. It's like LSU's not turning the ball over either. So, um, But for Clemson, certainly it is it is critical that they they do not get too far behind. I, yeah. I, think that they, I think that they can keep scoring and they can obviously make a comeback, as we saw against Ohio State. But to a certain degree, Ohio State's offense was just always going to be easier to create a couple of stops against than I think this LSU one is. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that LSU wants to get this into a track meet. I think if this is higher scoring, I definitely think it favors LSU. Not to say Clemson can't keep up with LSU. I think they can. But if this is high scoring, that's the game LSU wants to play. It's a game they've played all year, and they've outscored everybody. And that's Mm -hmm. what they want to get themselves into. They don't want to slow it down and grind it out. Because if they slow it down and grind it out, their defense isn't good enough. And it hasn't been good enough. Um, teams have been able to score on LSU this year. Like I mentioned, it's all relative. LSU's defense is good, right? But they don't want to grind it out and have to rely on their defense to win the football game. That's not a position that LSU has been in all season. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen them win that way. That doesn't mean that they can't, but we have not seen them win that way. And you know they're not comfortable in a lower-scoring game. How could they be with how their offense has been playing? I think if Clemson gets this into a lower-scoring game, I can't imagine this happening, first of all. Yeah. But I think if Clemson gets this into a lower-scoring game, I'm talking like in the 20s, Yeah. right? LSU has trouble scoring four touchdowns. Say LSU gets to 24 points, three touchdowns and a field goal, which LSU might be able to do in the first half. Who knows? Um, but if Clemson's able to do that for the game, I God, you're feeling really, really good about the purple and orange. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, I think that's all I've got from a uh, my notes standpoint on like individual matchups here. You uh, you look very unprepared to move on to actually making a pick here. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty sick over this. So I uh <laughs> so to start the season, we did our season preview. Um I picked Clemson to win the national championship. I believe you may have as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look it up, but I think I may have as well, yeah. Yeah, but even if you didn't, I did for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Clemson uh, when the when the college football playoffs started. I picked Clemson on the money line to win the national championship, plus 220. Uh, in hindsight, uh, that could be either A, very good value, or B, um, <laughs> I'm going to be regretting it. This bet, of course, was placed before LSU scored 60 points in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU is the, they have the best offense maybe that I've ever seen in college football. I've been watching college football. I'm, t- I'm 27 for as long as I can remember. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever seen an offense quite as dynamic as this one. And I've seen a lot of good ones. This has been an unbelievable year for the LSU offense. Uh, defensively, they have some cracks, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't necessarily get stops all the time and neither does Clemson, Joey and Clemson is going up against an LSU offense that like I just mentioned, the most dynamic that I've ever seen. I have confidence that Clemson is going to get a stop or two that they need. It's not going to be more than that because I think LSU's offense is just way too good, but I think Clemson gets a stop or two that they need. 
I think Trevor Lawrence takes care of the football once again. I, I do think they score on this LSU defense. Joey, I'm taking Clemson by a field goal. I think Clemson wins a national championship. I'm going to stick with it. I've <laughs> I've been riding that wave all season long. I, You and I were cautioning the listeners, and, and I know a lot of the listeners know how good Clemson is because they follow the ACC intently, but we were cautioning people throughout the month of September when Clemson was, I, I don't even want to call it struggling, but didn't look as sharp as they needed to, that it's all a process, and Clemson will be there at the end of the day in the playoff and in games that matter uh in december and january and that's where they are and they're in the title game and they won a heck of a game against ohio state and i think that they can do it again in the national championship and finish the drill and knock joe knock joe burrow from his pedestal here joey from an outstanding college football season i I think that clemson is the team to get it done uh i think they win the national championship by a field goal i don't feel confident about it but that's what i'm going with you got a score prediction I think it's high scoring. Um, we'll go forty-one uh, thirty-eight Clemson. I think it's high scoring. Thirty-eight. So Clemson covers and wins outright in a barn burner. And I win money. Yeah, and yeah, you win. You win your bet. Um, yeah, total sixty-nine and a half. So that would put you over uh, by a few points there. For what that's worth. Yep. Um. All right, my turn. I. I'm struggling with this a lot, and, and this is this is very much in the same place that we were at with the Ohio State game here uh, um, earlier in the bowl season. Is that like I, I feel like I could easily justify picking either of these teams, um, and and really picking one to beat the other is I don't know. It's really a knock on either one or or anything. I mean, really, I think what you're looking at is a similar game where it's going to come down to who catches a break here or there, who catches a couple of bounces. Um, I think the team quality here is is outstanding for both of these teams, and that national championship game last year against Alabama, I think was a bit of an aberration. I, I think this that you're not going to get a blowout like that in either direction. I don't expect, um, even if LSU goes up big, like Clemson, Clemson will be able to come back to a certain degree. Um, they will they will score some points. It is not going to remain a blowout the way that that national title game did last year. Um, Mike, I think I'm going to take Clemson to cover, but I think I'm going to take LSU to win the game outright. Okay. Um, and I and I most of it has almost nothing to do with football. It is purely this like team of destiny. They've kind of felt like you know they've won all these awards already. They're playing in the city and in the stadium where they've won all these national championships before. Um, and that's that's all I can say. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. Trevor Lawrence comes in at what twenty five and zero as a, as a starter in college. Like they they've lost one game since October of twenty seventeen, I think, and all this stuff. And yet, I I think I'm picking them to lose this game. Um, in in certain ways, maybe thirty and zero just feels too good to be true. Um, and, and I just I don't I don't see that happening. I don't. I don't know, but I. I mean, it's it's just it's hard to say. I, I I'm conflicted, like in a major way on this, but I think just with some of the very intangibles around this game, I guess I'm just going to go with LSU in New Orleans. Uh, give me the Tigers of the the Bayou Bengals, excuse me, the Bayou Bengal Tigers, uh, 38-35. Uh, another yeah. Bit of a barn burner, high scoring, you know. Over. Close game. Yeah, I, I think over. But I'm also like only, what, 
three and a half points over that total. So I, I think that's a pretty good number, actually. I don't I don't think these teams score at will on, on each other, um, but I don't think there's a ton of stops to be had either. So I'm probably leaving that total alone if it's me. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like gangbusters, everybody's scoring really early, like points, 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 and then the defenses adjust. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nobody's scoring for like eight or nine minutes. I yeah. could totally see that happening here. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I wasn't expecting LSU to come out in that offensive set. Oh, I wasn't expecting Clemson to block that way. Yeah. And doing something completely different from what they showed on film. Wow, Travis Etienne has 180 yards in the first quarter. What, <laughs> like, what happened? He had, you know, brings two long touchdown runs, and yep. I, you know, all of a sudden that you know everything's everything's going crazy, and there's a bunch of points, and. Then the game kind of slows down a little bit. I I could see that happening. I think the safest bet, Joey, is Clemson plus the six. Yeah. I think if you get in on that, you feel pretty good about it. Uh, You know, I would lean over just because I think both of these offenses can flat out score. And, you know, two, I mean, one good defense or one really good defense, I guess, in LSU and one elite defense in Clemson. Um, but with that being said, I think the offenses are better than the defenses, so take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess I would lean over, but I think the safest bet here is Clemson plus the points, yeah. and you just kind of leave it there. I'm, I, I would love to just kind of ride with you on that and pick LSU. I'm too stubborn to do that though, because <laughs> I've been, I, I feel the same way you do about yeah. it. Quite honestly, um, I, I do think that you know LSU is is the team to you know team of destiny playing new orleans joe burrow's been outstanding like everybody loves him mm-hmm. they're, they're bringing home every single award coach O's done a great job you know it, it would be nice redemption for him just being passed over at usc and a couple other places and kind of bringing lsu back i think that'd be a really cool story louisiana's favorite son louisiana's favorite son that's right and i, I think that would be a really a really cool deal as well and i think that's a really safe pick I just I pick Clemson to start the year. I have a bet on them. I'm I, I'm obligated to do so. I'm obligated to pick Clemson, so that's what I'm gonna do. We'll see what happens. I also go to sleep every night, but besides a major LSU fan and someone whose mm. father and sister mm. went to LSU and all that, so I'm, there's there's a slight obligation there. I'll, I'll say, but um, yep. But you want to yeah, but you'll be sleeping with twelve eyes open otherwise, <laughs> or with the fishes. Um, oh God, she's hope not. <laughs> Um, no, one of the other, one thing I was going to say, and, and you kind of mentioned this, I, that was kind of my thought here from a, you know, what's the number perspective is once again, you know, I'm, I picked LSU to end Clemson's winning streak, but Clemson has won 29 straight games, Trevor Lawrence, blah, 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 blah. You're giving me six points. I'll take it. I will take it. Oh, Dabo, he's already won two of these things. Yep. Yeah. I think I'll take it. I'll take those six points gladly. And, and I'll also throw in a slight caveat there's a reason they call it gambling and not free money here, um, in right. my experience. <laughs> so I wish it was free money here. I wouldn't be working anymore. Yeah, that's it, me saying I want Clemson plus the six is purely me wanting to play the odds that Clemson keeps it closer than that and or wins the game outright. Um, there is certainly a scenario in play by where LSU wins by seven or more. Yeah, I mean, I hope not. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it'll happen that way, but I also didn't think Clemson was going to win by 38 or 28 points or whatever they did last year in the national title game. So that, this is true. Stranger things have happened, as they say. Yep. Um, 
All right. Mike, I think that's all I got. Anything else? We'll probably recap this night of. Yeah. Either night of or certainly the next day. Um, but pretty quickly, we'll get a recap out for you and uh, officially, officially put the 2019 season to bed. God. And like onto the off season again. Which oh, man. We got to make up topics and. Yeah, the uh, wonderful oasis of the offseason. Do we have any... Uh, I haven't seen any prop bet numbers come out. And I haven't looked. Um, I haven't looked. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing any props. Uh, usually I get multiple emails about this before a game, a big game like this, you know, the Super Bowl or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I am not seeing any uh, any props yet, so... Maybe keep an eye on the Twitter account. As we see those, they'll uh, make their appearance, and we'll uh, let you know what we think. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye on it, because we'll be all over it once they come out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, we record this on Wednesday, January 8th uh, in the evening, so we're probably not far. I would imagine by Friday those are coming out. But, um, yeah, so keep an eye out. We'll we'll hit on those on Twitter a little bit as as we get closer to the game. Yep. All right, Mike. uh, Anything else before we get out of here? I think we're good. Go Tigers, right? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> no, nah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, this will be one to, really to watch, and it'll be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to go you know, break it down afterwards. One of us is going to be right in terms of the winner. Um, hopefully both of us are right in terms of the spread, uh, certainly especially for your uh, your sake, but you know, we'll, we'll find out. In any case, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go watch this game. We're going to come back and recap it, and then we're going to move on into the offseason where we've got a lot of great content uh, planned for you so keep it tuned here we actually do have some things planned i mean sometimes yeah. we say that and we don't mean it we have actually planned a few things yeah so we're more prepared than we're making you believe yeah but for real this time we we do we do we actually do <laughs> um okay we're gonna come back and uh, recap this game in the meantime and certainly during the game you can find us on twitter i am at ftrs joey he is at mike mcdaniel cfb and together we're at bc podcast acc oh you messed it up Oh, son you, of a... It took you five five oh, podcasts, I think. Oh, you made it to five. You messed it up. Dang it. Muscle memory, baby. It was. <laughs> Man, I didn't, even, I didn't even catch myself as I was doing Man, it. You, Man, you cruised, you cruised through that incorrectly. <laughs> Is that a bad omen? Oh, Where I am know. I on Twitter? Where am I on Twitter, Jerry? At Mike McDaniel SI on Twitter. There it is. Where he is. So go find him there. Not Mike McDaniel CFB. Um, that That is dead and gone. Uh, Mike, they can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor, all those good places. And they can send us an email with questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. And yes, we still do have emails we got to hit, and that's part of the planned content coming up. So um, if you haven't sent us emails and you still want us to address things, even especially looking forward to next season, please send those things in. We would love to start talking about that as soon as possible. So uh, send those on in. Uh, Mike, you want to tell me they can find us on the social medias? Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of our podcasts there. Thank you to everybody who's been rating us and reviewing us. The ratings have been good. The reviews have been spicy. <laughs> and if you know anything about us, we love a spicy review. So Yeah, we... Um, turns out we generally just make fun of teams that we hate, which... Uh, like you mentioned, Joey, before we hit record, guilty as charged. Oh, yeah. Guilty as charged. Absolutely. And if, if you're wondering, like, does the teams that you hate ever change? 
Yes, they do. They do. <laughs> yes, I, they do. They do. Sometimes I even hate my own team. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Like yep. once again, guilty as charged. Like if if you listen to this long enough, we find a way to hate all fourteen teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. At certain times or others, yeah. So your team is not immune. My team is not immune. Um, so yeah, just know what you're getting into if you listen to our show. Yeah, nobody is safe. Hopefully it's fun. It's always fun. It's fun for us. It's definitely fun for us. Yep. Uh, Mike, that's all I got. Anything else? On to the natty. You want to go watch this game and uh, come back and recap it? Let's do it. If it's any, if it's every bit as good as the Fiesta Bowl, we're all in for a treat. Absolutely. I, I hope it is. I hope it is all yep. four hours and 45 minutes of it after commercials and whatever nonsense that you're going to do with it. That sounds about right. Can't wait. Can't yep. wait. All right, Mike, we will uh, come back and recap that game and we'll talk then. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And for one last time in the 2019 season, until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.